Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Here's the thing. Are you listening to me? Jesus does not wink at sin. He never has. Sin separates us from him, according to the Bible, and it brings only pain and destruction into our lives. Jesus was brutally tortured, humiliated, crucified because of our sin. He hates sin. He doesn't wink at it. Sin is a big deal. It's so common, even amongst Christians, that we have a tendency to just discount the harm it does, both in our own lives as well as to the heart of our Father. As Pastor Robert will explain in today's message, while God's grace is enough to cover all of your sin, it breaks His heart every time you choose to serve self over Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. I grew up going to church every week. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, my, my family was, was, uh, was consistent. On Sunday morning, you got up and, and went to church, and, and it was a little Baptist church. So, you know, there, it was very, very focused on the Gospels, you know, and sharing the Gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, giving people an opportunity to be saved and, and um, go to heaven when they die and, you know, not go to hell. And that, that was, you know, week after week after week after week, I was taught that because of God's amazing grace, Jesus died for my sin. And I could go to heaven when I died if I just put my faith in Jesus. But, but see, here's the thing. I, what I understood about that message of God's grace and God's forgiveness was that my conduct was irrelevant. What I understood the grace of God to mean was that since nobody's perfect and we're not under the law any longer because of Jesus, we're under grace, well, then I could just forget about God's law and live my life pretty much however I wanted to. As long as I prayed the prayer, got baptized, and went to church, I was good. It's so like the lady we encountered in the Peruvian jungle a few years ago. Some Seventh-day Adventist missionaries had been to their village, and what she understood and what the village elders had understood from those Adventist missionaries was that as long as they prayed every Saturday, nothing else mattered. And they continued with just all kinds of crazy immorality and, and drunken. Even the kids got drunk. Little, you'd see little five-year-olds staggering around drunk. But they thought they were fine. Everything was good and God was okay with them. They, the whole focus was on whether or not they got to go to heaven when they died. 
That was it. And their understanding was as long as they prayed every Saturday, then they got to go to heaven when they died. So that's, and that's kind of the way my understanding was, you know, that because I wasn't under laws, under grace, I could do whatever I want. I had freedom to completely disregard God's moral law. And every Sunday, the preacher would go on and on and on about God's grace, about forgiveness, about heaven and hell and how it was evil to drink and cuss and steal and have sex outside of marriage. And so we'd better all repent of those things. But the takeaway for me, again, was that in reality, God gets it. I'm all messed up. And he just kind of winks at my foolishness. I'm forgiven because I prayed a prayer and I got baptized. My mom kind of unintentionally confirmed my misguided theology when at about the age of 12, she gave me a little book about sex and venereal disease and pregnancy. And, and then she said to me, be careful, honey. And I realized at least what I heard, what I interpreted was she expected me to be immoral, that it was inescapable. I was going to sleep with a girlfriend at some point, just don't get her pregnant and don't go catching some disease. Be careful. But here's the thing. Are you listening to me? Jesus does not wink at sin. He never has. Sin separates us from him, according to the Bible. And it brings only pain and destruction into our lives. Jesus was brutally tortured, humiliated, crucified because of our sin. He hates sin. He doesn't wink at it. You see, and here's the thing that it struck me. And I, I, as the worship team was singing that last song about our hearts being set on him. Do you understand that's what he wants enough to die for? I realized when my son was a teenager, I don't even remember the context. I just remember it was some sort of thing where, where he, he, he had to answer a question. It was some, some kind of assignment. I, I don't remember what it was. But he was asked to name the men he most admired or the man that he most admired, and it wasn't me. You understand I had to deal with that this way? Me and God had to talk about that. I want to be, be my boy's hero. I think that's natural. I want him to look up to me. I, I want him to admire me. I want him to respect me. I, I, I want him to look to me for guidance, for input, for help. Why do I even care about that? Well, I believe it's because your Father in Heaven cares about that, and it's built in. It's in my DNA. It's in every man's DNA, unless he's just completely evil and corrupt. And I know we have that going around, but you understand what I'm saying? God put into the heart of a man to be that to his son because he wants that with us. Sin separates us from it because, see, he's absolutely perfect. He's, he's flawless. There's no, there's no dysfunction and there's no, there's no dissonance. There's, he, he is in perfect harmony with, with himself. 
The Bible says he wants oneness with us, but we're all messed up, so that won't work unless he changes us. And so that's what he offers to do. God looks at us and he says, I want to make you perfect. I want you to set your heart on me. I want to change you. He hates sin because it messes up everything. You know, I realized after I had surrendered my heart to Jesus, I came to realize I had always completely misunderstood the messages that the preachers delivered. None of them ever told me that I could live however I wanted to live. They preached a message of grace and, and of repentance, and that, but I missed, I missed it. And what I realized is that a lot of people do because we want in our fallenness to do whatever we want to do and have him bless it. But he's perfect and he can't bless our rebellion. Even if it's an like unintentional deviance. You know, it used to baffle me. How, how can there be such a thing as the Bible refers to some sin as being unintentional? How can, that, how can you unintentionally sin? And I realized this, this because so, many, so much of what we do, you know, we, we contravene principles of Scripture. Whether we realize it or not, there are negative consequences when we do that because his design is perfect. If a baby sticks its pinky into a light socket, what happens? It's not pretty. But he didn't know any better. Doesn't matter because it does what it does. Electricity does what it does, right? If a baby falls out of a window, like Eric Clapton's little baby did in New York many, many years ago, gravity doesn't take into consideration the baby didn't know any better. God's design is flawless. We're messed up. Put those two things together and you have disaster. And so God has taken steps. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not only about heaven. And I want to talk about that, I think, a little more over the next couple of weeks. In, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, it's our text for the day. Jesus said, now this is so important that we wrap our minds around it. Jesus said, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we would still love to have you be a part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. 
We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the book of Matthew right here on Main Thing Radio.